Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Welcome to Vitality Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osment, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. You know, it just feels so good to feel good. So we're looking for ways to feel better that are uncomplicated and that don't have a lot of side effects. So today I'm going to talk about mastic gum. It's a simple and a safe ancient remedy for many things, uh, quite a variety of conditions, in fact. But today we're going to specifically explore how mastic gum impacts H. pylori. Now, H. pylori is that pesky bacteria that is responsible for stomach ulcers. So if you or anybody you care about suffers from this bacteria, this is information you're going to want. Now, today's podcast is really exciting. I learned a lot, and it's very, very simple. So I hope that it will interest you, too. Now, there have been a... um, a lot of ancient holistic remedies, and there's been a lot of science, but today we're going to converge those two as we talk about um, the arena of natural plant-based medicine. You know, mastic gum is truly in that category. You know, I love to say that God has given us everything we need for life and godliness, and he's given us lots of natural uh, plant-based remedies that can make us feel better. And there's just no better example than mastic gum. I'm learning, I'm just now learning a lot about this um, plant-based medicine, but it's it's been around for a really long time. In fact, it was first noted in literature over 2,000 years ago by a Greek physician who was also a botanist, and uh, his name has like 14 syllables, but I will attempt to give him credit. His name was Pedanios Dias Corides, you know, whatever. He is a very smart guy. And um, he wrote about the medicinal as well as the culinary uses of mastic gum in a pharmacy reference that he authored uh, around 70 AD. Now, mastic gum is a white resin. It's an aromatic white resin that is harvested from the pistachia lenticus tree that grows in Greece. It's sort of a sap-like substance, and it, the common name is the mastic tree. Um, and it, it's really just an evergreen shrub that grows. Now, it, it exclusively grows on this Greek island called Chios, and nobody knows specifically why it only grows on that island, but it's thought that Chios is surrounded by underground volcanoes. So this it has unique soil conditions that help grow these mastic trees. Now, these trees can get really old. They can get up to 200 years old, and but it takes 50 years for a mastic tree to fully mature. I, I thought that's sort of like people, you know, some Sometimes it takes 50 years to fully mature. But 
Nevertheless, it's a very, very special tree, really a shrub. Uh, And don't you always wonder who was first to try something like this? I mean, as we continue to explore mastic gum, you're going to find out it does a lot of things. But somebody had to be first. Somebody had to, you know, maybe be holding their stomach and saying, I feel so bad. And, you know, this Greek food's not a agreeing with me and I'm going to chew on some sap. I don't know. But uh, apparently they felt so much better that they convinced other people to try it. I think it would be so much fun to know the actual histories of some of these plant-based remedies because mastic gum is a truly diverse botanical. Now, studies have shown that mastic gum has antifungal and antibacterial properties, but it also promotes wound healing, reduces cholesterol, improves cardiovascular health, lots and lots of other things. Uh, I read where mastic gum had the same weight value of gold during the Byzantine area around the 1500s. So I think that shows that, you know, health is worth its weight in gold. You just can't put a price on vitality. So today we're going to talk specifically in terms of Helicobacter pylori, the stomach bacteria that's the major cause of stomach ulcers. So for a long, long time, these stomach ulcers, these peptic ulcers were thought to be induced by stress. So people would go to the doctor and it would be like, oh, my stomach hurts. Well, it's just stress. Well, that's really no help. I mean, who can totally get rid of stress? Well, this all changed in 1983 uh, when an Australian physician named Barry Marshall and his colleague Robin Warren discovered that there was actually a bacteria that was the cause of these stomach ulcers. I mean, this was a huge breakthrough. And I remember when it all came out, it was groundbreaking. And many, many people didn't want to believe it uh, because it was just such an, a paradigm shift. And so so consequently, because they found that it was a bacteria, uh, there was a multi-pronged antibiotic regimen that was developed. Now, that can be effective against um, H. pylori also. They use antibiotics, they use some acid-reducing drugs, but uh, it doesn't work for everybody. And sometimes people have to have several antibiotic treatments. And we know that antibiotics have their place, but they can also have a lot of side effects. And some people are intolerant to antibiotics. So so it's really exciting to think about something that has fewer side effects and that's even safe for children. So in the late 1990s, um, the New England Journal of Medicine published a report on the benefits of mastic gum, this sap that comes from this Chios tree in Greece. And they found that chewing just a tiny bit of this gum for two weeks was very beneficial in combating the bacteria. Now, it that's when it really got um, researched a lot. And they found the active plant compounds, many of which kill bad bacteria and are antiviral. They even found that it can inhibit the herpes simplex virus. Now, so since that time, there's there have been other studies. It's one of those interesting age-old remedies that um, is in the 
category of complementary therapies or integrative therapies. In other words, it's something that you can do um, in addition to what your doctor wants you to do, or it's just a, a therapy that has really no side effects, no harm, and it's just worth giving a try uh, on your own. The word mastic literally means to chew. So the word mastic gum just means chewing gum. It's, you know, mastic is uh, where our word masticate comes from. It's the basic root word. But for centuries, you know, there's been uh, a lot of writing in age-old literature that talks about how this resin has been used to improve digestion in several areas, you know, with bloating and all kinds of problems, you know, but wait, there's more. I mean, it also boosts oral health. It improves liver health. It helps balance blood sugar. It helps balance cholesterol. And as I said earlier, it's good for wound healing. Um, this is really exciting because I'm seeing more and more people with digestive problems. And, um, in, in some of the testing I do, I test for H. pylori, and I often find even low levels in people. Now, this is a bacteria that is found in the mouth, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Now, this mastic resin can be chewed as a gum. It can also be used in powders, tinctures, or capsules. I'm most familiar with the gum at this point in time, so that's what I'll be referring to. Now, the H in H. pylori is short for helicobacter. The root word helico means spiral, and that describes the shape of the bacteria. Now, that shape is is part of the reason it's such a problem. Uh, It's a bacteria that can infect the stomach and cause lots of of misery because uh, because of that spiral. It can actually embed in the stomach lining. Now, it can be passed person to person from direct saliva contact. So you can get it from kissing. You can get it from sharing a a fork, you know, sharing a bite from somebody. It's a bacteria that is thought to infect about 40% 44% of the world's population. So not everybody has problems with it. It depends on how healthy you are in other areas. But it is a problem because it grows in the digestive tract and it has the potential to attack the stomach lining, which, you know, as I said, can cause a lot of misery. But it can also, it also is known as the cause of stomach cancer or many stomach cancers. You know, most H. pylori infections are harmless, but it is responsible for ulcers in the stomach and the small intestine. Now, this is a very smart bacteria. It can actually change the environment around it. And one of the ways it does that is that it reduces the acidity of the stomach and that helps it to survive more easily. So think about it. It likes low stomach acid. As people get older, they have lower stomach acid. A lot of people have low stomach acid because of all the medicines they're taking now. So this spiral shape of H. pylori allows it to penetrate the stomach lining. And when it gets into the stomach lining, it sort of protects itself uh, in the mucus of the stomach lining and the body's immune cells can't reach it as easily. So this is when it leads to stomach problems. So it's really important to remember that you want optimal stomach acid. We're designed with stomach acid because that's 
the you know helps break down food. It's very protective of against these kinds of bacteria. It's absolutely essential. So be very careful if you're taking some acid reducing drugs, you know, proton pump inhibitors and lots of other drugs similar to that. Even though H. pylori does not cause problems in everybody, it can cause big problems in some people. As I said, peptic ulcers and an inflammatory stomach condition known as gastritis. Now, there's that itis word again that we talk a lot about. And whenever you see itis on a word, it basically means inflammation. Think about other itis words, you know, periodontitis, that's inflammation of the gums, phlebitis, that's inflammation of a vein, myocarditis, we're hearing a lot about that these days, that's inflammation of heart muscle. That tiny itis word can, you know, sure cause a lot of big problems. Now, there was a small study in 2010 that found that simply chewing mastic gum um, may be effective in killing off the H. pylori bacteria. Now, this study used um, all people who were suffering from a known H. pylori infection, and they were seeking help trying to find solutions. Now, they found that that greater than 35% of the study's participants successfully cleared themselves of this infection after chewing mastic gum just two or three times a day for about 15 minutes. I mean, that's huge. A third saw improvement in just two weeks. Now, they compared this to using prescription drugs, which included, you know, antibiotics, proton uh, pump inhibitors, and um, it, it was very close. I mean, the mastic gum was really close. It, um, it has, and it has no side effects. With antibiotics, there's always going to be side effects, and there are also side effects from proton pump inhibitors. Oh, another interesting thing they found is that some people, of course, are resistant to some antibiotics, and mastic gum is still effective against H. pylori even when a person is antibiotic resistant. So, so think about chewing just a little bit of it. That in the study they said 350 milligrams, which is hard to measure. I bought a little bag of um, mastic gum, and it's it's the little sack, little tiny sack holds 25 grams. Now, so there's a thousand uh, milligrams in a gram, so that you know that would be 75 uh, chewings per se. So. It's really a tiny bit. When I first started chewing it, I was chewing too much. And a little bit is is way uh, more manageable. And it's good if it's just a little bit too much is it just it triggers a lot of saliva. So it'll if you have a dry mouth, I think it would probably be good, too. Now, subsequently, there have been other studies that have shown that mastic gum uh, can successively target and kill the H. pylori bacteria. But all these studies always end with, you know, experts need more large-scale human studies on mastic gum before they can recommend it as a treatment, you know, to their patients. I mean, that's hilarious uh, because... I mean, it, it has no side effects. It's an integrative therapy. You know, with, with mastic gum, um, you really don't have anything to lose. You know, I have to say that pregnant and nursing women shouldn't use it and ask your doctor. But, you know, when you ask your doctor, he'll probably look at you like, you know, you have a third eye. But, you know, read about it yourself. There's a lot of great information. And um, I, I think it's really a smart thing to try if you're having any bloating or digestive issues. So how do you know if you might have 
problems with H. pylori. You could be burping. You could have bloating. You could have some nausea after you eat, some unexplained weight loss, um, just a disrupted appetite. There are a lot of things. You know, while it's rare, stomach cancer is an associated risk for people with H. pylori. So I want to tell you specifically about some some uh, symptoms of stomach cancer. Um, those would include poor appetite, unexplained weight loss, blood in your stool, a feeling full early when you eat a meal. That's an important one to note. Nausea and stomach pain, fatigue, weakness, uh, swelling in your abdomen. So, so if you have any of these and are concerned, find a doctor who will listen to you. Find a doctor who will uh, test and, and find out what's going on. We don't want to watch and wait. I talked about that last week. That's very near and dear to my heart. Um, we want to we want to know what's going on. We don't want to sit around and worry about things. We want to take uh, action when it comes to our health. So there's several ways to diagnose an H. pylori infection. You can have a blood test to check for antibody, antibodies to H. pylori. You can have a stool test, a sample of your poop. This is the one. The one I like is GI map. Uh, you can have a breath test. This is a urea breath test that checks for um, abnormal carbon dioxide levels. Uh, you know, and all of these tests, of course, you know, have fallibilities. Uh, if if you have a if your tests are inconclusive, you can always have a you know have an endoscopy. Uh, that's kind of farther down the line. So you know, consider trying mastic gum. It has no side effects, and you don't have to be from Oklahoma to know that no side effects is a very, very good thing. It's very normal to reach for a prescription first when you have any kind of ailment, and um, but I think you want to rethink that. Prescriptions are fine. And hopefully with any prescription you get, there have been good human clinical trials and double-blind studies, but you don't always know. There have been lots and lots of drugs that have been recalled after serious and even deadly side effects were uncovered. So to think about, you know, trying something like mastic gum along with, you know, whatever your doctor says is a good idea. We want to... um we want to resist thinking that we have to let something get bad and then get a prescription. Try mastic gum early. You know, it's, that's very normal. And we want to resist normal here at Vitality Made Simple. Normal is defined as the usual or the regular pattern. It's what is typical in a society. And here in the United States, and many of you listening in other countries, it's very normal to um, just wait until you get worse and then need something big because that normal pattern uh, can lead to that. Consider normal in our world. It's dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, inflamed and totally stressed out. So check out Mastic Gum. It's inexpensive. It's good for your teeth. I didn't really talk about that. It, it is really good for your teeth. Uh, but, and it might just improve your digestive health. You know, it's not always what you eat. It's what you digest. So I think Mastic Gum is good there. In closing, I want to note just a few of the other good things that it does that I found in the literature. I mean, it may ease the symptoms of inflammatory bowel disease. It may help lower blood glucose. It may help balance cholesterol. Um, it can promote overall liver health. I didn't know that when I was doing liver reboot. 
because of its anti-inflammatory benefits, it's been found to be useful in treating allergic asthma. It may inhibit prostate cancer. It may help prevent colon cancer. And there we are again with um, uh, just digestion. And, you know, drumroll, please. It may help prevent dental decay. I mean, I want to stress that. You know, all of these things that I just mentioned are based on small studies. There will never be any big studies because it's super inexpensive. It's it's very safe. It's one of those integrative uh, botanical remedies. So, um, you know, ask your doctor. But uh, take, take charge yourself. Research it. There's a lot to be learned. I believe that, you know, vitality requires discernment and you are the boss of your vitality. So I thank you for joining me today. I hope this helped you. Um, This was episode 70 and I'm just going to keep trying to help us take the stress out of being healthy. We're now in 681 cities. We gained 11 this week. Wow, that just gives me such joy. And we're in 59 countries. We gained one. And that's all thanks to you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Please keep sharing. Please keep subscribing. And thank you for listening. Blessings until next time. <laughs>